listening to the Five Points Church Planning Podcast, where two church planters try to make one good point. My name is Reed, and I'm the intern pushing all the buttons. In episode number three, we're going to meet our other resident church planter, Hunter Brewer. So let's get to it. Hey, Hunter. How are you doing today? Hey, John. Is it snowing yet in North Dakota? Not yet. How's the barbecue in Memphis? Oh, tasty. I'm jealous. Well, Hunter, it's your turn to be in the hot seat. We're going to learn a bit about you, where you came from, what you're doing. So uh, why don't we just start with uh, your background? Where are you from? Are you, uh, are you from up north like me? Are you a southerner? You from the west coast? What's your background? John, I am from the north. I'm from northeast Alabama, a little town called Gadsden, <laughs> Alabama, nestled along the Coosa River, situated in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. All right. And uh, well, why don't you give us a little insight into what your life was like growing up? How did you get into the PCA? How did you get into church planting? My entrance into the PCA was interesting. My, my father, unfortunately, passed away when I was a child and my mother started dating a gentleman, a wonderful man. And they decided that if they were going to get married, they needed to find their own church as a family. And they stumbled into Rainbow Presbyterian Church. It's a small city next to Gadsden. Well, Gadsden's small, so it's a smaller city. Rainbow Pres is on Rainbow Drive in Rainbow City, and that's where I grew up. It was a wonderful church, wonderful upbringing. That church is uh, my extended family, if you will. Hmm. Hey, that's great. Uh, Why don't you tell us about your family now? Uh, You're married, you got kids? That's right. My wife, we met at Sanford University in Birmingham. She's from Tupelo, Mississippi, and we have two children, a daughter that's 13 and a son that will be 10 in a couple of weeks. All right. Uh, Before we get into what you're doing now, why don't you tell us, uh, what do you do in all the free time? You know, pastors, like we said last week, they only work one day a week. So uh, what do you do uh, Monday through Saturday? That's right. Plenty of free time. Um, plenty of things to do. I'm so idle with my time. I I will say though, John, in in all truthfulness, that planning a second church gives you a new perspective on some level on the importance of having some downtime and Mm -hmm. having hobbies and so forth. I love to coach. I coach flag football. I coach basketball. If I could get paid coaching elementary school sports, I might leave church planning to do that. I love coaching little kids. It's just a hobby of mine, and it's a real blessing. I also like to go to the lake. My family has a place on a small lake in northwest Alabama, and Mm -hmm. we love to get away and to go there and to spend time on the water and and even in the winter to to get the fire going and sit by the fire and as a family just laugh and tell stories and watch movies. Those are all – those are all great things. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say you have winter? In your neck of the woods, that would be spring perhaps, <laughs> but it can get somewhat cold, I guess. No, I, I've been to some of the lakes in uh, Alabama and they remind me a lot of Minnesota. And I love to go to the lake in Minnesota out in the woods with the beautiful trees and just uh, get out on the boat, do some fishing. So, you know, that's, that's a great way to get out and relax. Um, well, you mentioned that you're planting your second church plant. Where are you now? Uh, where was your first church plant? So I'm in Carterville, Tennessee. It is a suburb of Memphis. 
we are planting in Cargerville for many different reasons, but one is that it is the second largest city in Tennessee without a PCA church. So it was a good opportunity for me to uh, plant a second time, and I'm very thankful to be here, very grateful. It's a wonderful place. We're almost to the end of year one in planting Trinity Church PCA. Before Trinity, I was an assistant pastor right out of seminary in Jackson, Mississippi, at a church called Lakeland Presbyterian, served there for a few years, and heard about an opportunity in our presbytery to plant a church in another suburb of Jackson, Mississippi, called Madison. After much prayer and consideration, my wife and I left Lakeland to go plant Madison Heights Church, and we were there for nine years. It was a wonderful experience, a real blessing on our lives. We learned so much, as you could imagine, during that time period. One of the things that I learned, and I think this is helpful for the podcast, and we'll talk about this later, is how well church plants are equipped to reach people who are not in church, unchurched, dechurched, and a term that I use quite frequently actually called semi-churched, and we'll maybe flesh that out later on. Realizing that church plants actually do what they're supposed to do, I was excited about seeing more church plants started in the Mid-South. There were other pastors in four presbyteries in our denomination that were also excited about the idea of creating a network to plant churches, to help church planters, to help presbyteries, to help churches. So I left Madison Heights to help start the Mid-South PCA Church Planning Network, moved to Oxford, Mississippi, home of the University of Mississippi, and served the network for five years. But John, I'll tell you, when you spend that much time with church planters, you just catch the virus. Probably yep. not the best thing to say during a COVID pandemic, <laughs> but you catch the virus. And so after five years, I left the network that I helped create to plant a second church. Oh, that's great. It sounds like you've gotten the full range of, of experience, different places, being a, a network leader, assistant pastor. So uh, if you were to go back to Hunter Brewer, second year MDiv student, where'd you go to seminary, by the way? What would you tell him? John, I went to Disney World for seminary. Uh, I went to RTS Orlando. Uh, so actually a funny story about that. We were planning to go to RTS Orlando because of my online classes. And when my wife agreed to move to go to seminary, that was the, that was the pitch. We were going to move to Orlando. And then we didn't end up in Orlando. So it's kind of a bait <laughs> and switch. I get made fun of for that a lot. Well, John, don't, don't feel bad. We were going to go to Covenant. And <laughs> my wife was offered an unbelievable job opportunity in the Orlando area. And so that's in part how we ended up there. Okay. What would you tell yourself down in Orlando eating all that uh, cotton candy? I think that it would be church planting is extremely hard, but well worth it. Hmm. I think in the first church plant, my mentor had shared with me all the exciting things about church planting and did not mention on some level how hard it is, how difficult it is, the challenges, the, the stress. And if I could go back to that first or second year seminary student, I would say, 
Hunter, it's, it's well worth it. It's incredible, but it's very, very hard and prepare yourself for that. Okay. So as you've planted a church, you've, you've led a network, you're planting again, you've obviously interacted with lots of church planters. Uh, you know, we, we got all these books. I'm sitting in front of way too many. I don't think I'll ever read all of them, but uh, I'll pretend I did. And uh, <laughs> what, what, what kind of resources have been helpful to you, whether they're church planning related, pastoral ministry, whatever uh, has just been something that's been life-giving to you, has helped you along the way that you maybe recommend to other people? Sure, John. I, I don't fool with books written in English by authors. I, I mainly stick to Hebrew and Greek, and, and that's mm. it. Um, I'm hyper-spiritual. A, I am. I'm hyper-spiritual. Uh, John, no. Um, <laughs> funny you would, ask, you would ask that. I was thinking about this last night, and this is maybe not the most normal answer that someone would give, but the second time around, we are – we produce a weekly e-newsletter for our core group and we're walking through the Heidelberg catechism. Mm. And I've actually talked about this with Reed. I am just really resonating with the Heidelberg catechism right now. It's profound and easy to read on some level, but deep. And it's been really helpful to me personally, as I'm going to plant a second church. And again, I know that's not the usual answer, but um, I've really just enjoyed my time in the Heidelberg Catechism and exploring, fleshing out some of the answers that the questions provide. Now, going back to my first church plant, there were plenty of books that were your nuts and bolts type church planning books that were, that were helpful and interesting. Um, but I would say, and again, this is, <clears throat> this is going to be a very unusual answer as well. Derek Thomas was a professor at Reformed Theological Seminary. He still is a professor there. He also helps Ligonier, and he's the pastor of a church in Columbia, South Carolina. I actually never had Derek as a professor, but I started reading his sermons. Uh, First Presbyterian Jackson has all his sermons online, cataloged. And I started reading his sermons as a devotional during my time planting Madison Heights Church. And I have to say, that was very helpful and very inspiring to me. I don't think they've ever been put in a book. I did notice from time to time some of the things that he was saying were in some of his books or the commentaries he's written, but that was... Um, going to those printed sermons, I didn't listen to them, I read them. Going to those printed sermons was very helpful to me. You mentioned Eugene Peterson. Um, that has been helpful to me as well. J.I. Packer has been helpful to me as well. Uh, Sinclair Ferguson would be a big one for me. Um, I did have Sinclair as a professor in seminary. Um, I found many of his resources super encouraging as a pastor I tend to gravitate more towards those type books than the, the church planning books because they tend to be either self-congratulatory or mechanical. Well, why don't you give us a little insight into where you're at now in your plant with Trinity? Um, how long you've been there? What are you guys doing right now? What's it look like uh, you know, during this uh, shutdown kind of stuff? 
it's been challenging as I'm sure it has been challenging to everyone else. We have been meeting almost a year. We meet on Sunday nights. I have a core group of people that um, are passionate about this and that has been really exciting. They seem to understand why we're doing this. They get that we want to multiply to reach those that are not in church. Um, they also understand that there's not a PCA church in, in our community. They, they get that. Um, half my group is from a mother church, if you will, independent Presbyterian church. And the other half are people that have moved here from other cities out of state that had connections to me. And we're beginning the process of getting to know people in the community and to spread the word about Trinity church. The thing that's always so encouraging is uh, church plants. You mentioned before they attract a particular type of people. They're strategic at reaching a certain type of people in the town, uh, right? People that are de-churched people that have left the church or are just not in it right now for whatever reason. But another big segment of church plants, they're really full of these transplanted people. Uh, Even for us, it's not like a bunch of PCA people moved to Fargo. But a lot of people that move to town, um, you know, if you were to go into a really established church, uh, there's going to be some cultural barriers that everybody's mom is still a member and their grandma is still a member. And you're just kind of this guy with no family in town. And so uh, we've we've seen that in our church. I've seen it in a lot of other church plants. These uh, people that have moved to town um, don't have connections with with the culture or with the churches here. And uh, they're able to jump in and and really be part of something that's new and that what the Lord's using to to draw others. That's right. So true. I tell church planners all the time that, yes, you want to reach people who are not in church, unchurched, de-churched, but your core, your foundation needs to be people on some level that are churched. And you don't want to steal them from other churches, but you want to pray that God would bring people across your path that understand church planning for all the right reasons and want to help you do something great for the kingdom. Now, Hunter, I'm not going to let you get off without pointing out that in your list of hobbies and interests, you didn't mention SEC football right, or yeah. barbecue. So right, yeah, I think you might get brought up on charges by somebody sure. in your church. Yeah, this, this presbytery might. So yes, I'm a, a big sports fan, the, the Crimson Tide. I'm a little bit different in that, yes, I like the football team, but I'm also a lifelong Alabama basketball fan. I really love basketball and man, it's great being in, in Memphis with the Grizzlies and their resurgence. That's, that's, that's fun. That's been a a lot of fun. And yes, I'm in the kingdom of barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee. And if anybody ever comes visits, I will take you, I will take you to the, the, the places that the tourists will never know about because this, because Memphis is barbecue central. I've never been. I'm looking forward to it. I love me some smoked meat from whatever part of the country it comes from. <laughs> uh, I'm an equal opportunity eater. So, well, come on down. <laughs> All right. So, one last question for you to Dr. Hunter Brewer, because uh, it's my understanding you just recently graduated with another degree. And so now you are the most holy reverend uh, doctor, <laughs> professor, uh, church planter, you know add all the other uh, titles ahead of it, Hunter Brewer. Uh, what did you study? What, what was that all about? And why don't you tell us a little bit what, what was going on with that? Yeah, that's, that's funny. I just tell my core group to call me, hey, you, or Hunter, <laughs> uh, most of the time. So yeah, I just 
graduated not too long ago. It was a a really good experience. I really enjoyed it. Um, Use it as an opportunity to study church planning and church multiplication. My dissertation was on how churches, how church plants can help start churches. In other words, how to create a a system of multiplication. And it was, the reading was great. The classes were great. Writing the dissertation was not so great, to be completely honest, but it's done. And I did learn a lot and it was a great experience. Um, I don't think in any stretch of the imagination that I'm a scholar. I think if anything, it was just a beginning point, but it was very helpful. I tell you, John, one of the sections that was extremely insightful was the need for planting churches and starting churches in North America. That section was alarming, actually. I don't think people realize what is going on in terms of the Christian faith in the United States and the need for new churches. So that just goes back to my excitement for this podcast, my excitement for what you're doing in North Dakota. And I can't wait to hear from people all across the country that are planting churches or in networks, leading networks, denominational leaders, people who are just in core groups. I can't wait to hear from them, to hear their questions and their comments. And um, this is something that is exciting and it is something that is important to our creator, that churches are created and multiplied to reach people who don't know him and worship him. No, that's good. I'm sure we'll dig into some of those statistics about you know, the need for church planting in a future episode. I'm, I'm glad to have a in-house expert scholar, Dr. Reverend uh, Hunter Brewer here. No, and, uh, no, no. But I know, who we can, I, know, I know who we can call. I know who we can Google. No, that's great. Uh, good to hear more about your story, Hunter. Uh, excited to, uh, to talk to other folks and to see what the Lord does through this. So uh, that's it for us today. Thank you, John. All right, that's the last word for now. Thank you all for listening. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to reach out, you can via Twitter and Facebook at the number five points planting or send us an email at the number five points church planting at gmail.com. We'll see you next week.